Hello and welcome to Into the Barrier podcast. I'm George Close. And I'm Ben Harker. We're crashing into all things Formula One for this 2021 season. Will Hamilton make it two out of two? Can Otmar Safnauer do an interview without mentioning Rake? And is George Russell a future member of Parliament? We want you, our marshals, to rescue us and get involved in the discussion too. So George, it's been three weeks. We only just started and we stopped again. But we're returning at a great track, Imola. We're undoubtedly going to have Hamilton versus Verstappen vying for the win. But I want to know your thoughts on Bottas versus Perez, the second drivers in those teams. How do you see their weekends panning out? Bottas versus Perez is the key battle for me this race weekend. Both had incidents in their first race at Bahrain. Perez, first lap incident. Bottas, botched pit stop, put him in no man's land, but still got the podium, still got some positives. And Perez could still take away some positives getting to fifth on the grid. But which one of those two is going to really take the challenge to Hamilton and Verstappen? Which one wants to be involved in this championship race? Perhaps both can, but really, I think they're vying against each other. Last year at Imola, Bottas got pole. He can definitely get into that. And I think Bottas, I said it last week, he feels quite track dependent. And I think with that sort of knowledge that he got pole last year... I think will give him the confidence to push in the lap. In the race, however, Hamilton managed to do an overcut and managed to get the better of him. Bottas still finished P2, but he doesn't want to see that similar theme developing throughout race weekends where if he gets pole, he loses it, or if he's in P2, he can't then overtake Hamilton on track. I think Perez might find it slightly easier than Bottas at this race just because I feel that the RB16B is going to do a little bit better at Imola. Rob Smedley, again, with some good analysis showing that The high-speed corners at Imola will probably favour the Red Bull. So maybe the task is going to be a little bit easier for Perez to overcome Bottas. And then in that himself, maybe Perez could be pushing it to Hamilton, who again might be struggling in the Mercedes, the classic low-rate versus high-rate car debate. How do you see those two challenging Hamilton and Verstappen? We've seen Bottas in previous years get close on some tracks to Hamilton and Verstappen, but there always seems to be that sort of step up which he can't seem to make. Perez, he's going to have a struggle weekend because I think he wants to bounce back. I reckon that's what's going to give him the edge over Bottas this time. I know Bottas is very track dependent and he's done well at Imola before, but I just feel like Perez will have that slight bit of extra motivation now he's in a big team again and he really wants to push himself to compete with Max and he won't see himself as a second driver, which is the main thing. Otherwise, I think Bottas at times, he can't help but see himself as a second driver when he sees how much respect and love Hamilton has from the team. So for me, it's about Perez having a marker for this race weekend to show that he's a Red Bull driver and is more than capable of pushing Max and Lewis. What do you reckon, George? Perez's defining moment of this season will be when he gets his first pole. If he gets his first pole, we know that Bottas can out-qualify Lewis and regularly gets very close to Lewis in qualifying. Of course, Lewis, I would say, over the last few years, has had the edge. But we know Bottas can. Can Perez beat Verstappen in a fair fight? No issues, no incidents, one lap pace. That's the defining thing for me. If he can, he's there to really try and take it to Max, really try and take it to Lewis. Whether or not that helps Max in the championship, how Red Bull see it, is a different thing. But that's Perez's defining moment. When can he get his first pole? Bottas knows he can. He needs to make sure he gets his one in early this season as well to really disrupt. Both of those drivers want the narrative to shift as quickly as possible, not only to help their own frame of mind and how they approach the season, but maybe to shake up their team's mind when they're thinking about strategy. You see Bottas getting frustrated each race weekend when he doesn't feel he's being given the same opportunities as Hamilton. Then looking a few places lower down the grid, we're starting to see this battle between Ferrari and McLaren perhaps emerging as a theme throughout the season. 
I want to get your thoughts on who you think is going to come out on top in this race weekend. I do still think McLaren have this early edge in Ferrari. For me, after such a strong weekend last time, it's got to be Norris that's coming out on top in terms of the drivers. I can only see Norris sort of getting that fifth spot again, perhaps getting into four, perhaps challenging for the podium if the top teams mess up on strategy or there's an issue there. However, at the same time, I do feel Ricardo and Sainz have got a point to prove. They're both starting with new teams, both struggled at the last race weekend. They're actually really talented, experienced drivers at this point, and they're the ones that actually perhaps the team should be looking to lead the team because Leclerc and Norris are a bit younger, a bit less inexperienced. You'd hope that Ricardo and Sainz can hit the, the ground running and pick up this weekend. How do you see the battle unfolding between those two teams, George? Interesting what you say about Norris. For you, it seems, being, I wouldn't want to say nailed on for fifth, but the strong favourite. I'm looking at it maybe slightly differently. I still think Norris is probably the favourite, but... Ricardo last year got his podium with Renault here. He likes the track. At last race weekend, Ricardo outqualified Norris. He was on the track where he lost out. And I think that's where Norris is perhaps stronger than Ricardo. So maybe Ricardo is capable of pushing Norris a bit closer. And he's had that first race weekend under his belt. I may be seeing Ricardo being able to challenge Norris a little more this weekend. Having said that, really interesting news from the Norris camp. He did an interview saying that already he's learned things from Danny Ricardo. He's been able to look at the data and see and get advice from Danny on what he does on the track. And he feels that he's already ingesting this and already being able to put that into practice on the track amazingly quickly. Perhaps that explains why he got the better of him last race weekend. In the Ferrari battle, I still feel Leclerc is going to have that slight edge over signs. Leclerc has never failed to impress me on a race weekend, and I think with the consistency he's had in that Ferrari seat, he's going to continue to probably outperform signs just for maybe a few more race weekends. Then you're given your thoughts on who you think may come out on top over the full race weekend, but I want your analysis on qualifying here. Their qualifying strengths seem slightly different. Who do you think out of those four would come out on top in qualifying? Well, I'm going to have to agree with you with the Leclerc point in that he always does impress, and when he impresses, it tends to be in qualifying. He could arguably be putting that into fifth spot, even fourth spot. Then, arguably, Ricardo and Norris is going to be a lot tighter. I do feel Sainz needs a bit longer to fully feel comfortable in the Ferrari because it is a completely different driving experience. By the sound of things, George, we've covered the top eight scoring positions at the Emilia Grand Prix. I want to know who do you reckon is going to sneak into those last two scoring positions and who do you reckon out of those teams are perhaps struggling? This ninth and tenth battle, this challenge for the drivers, is probably the most competitive on the grid. I see Alonso, Stroll, Gasly and Sonoda being the most competitive drivers for taking those spots home and taking those final points back to their team and coming away with a positive race weekend. Alonso had a sandwich wrapper in his brake duts last weekend, but he was going strong. And I think he's still capable of pushing that Alpine into those positions. His teammate, however, Ocon is fighting for his long-term F1 career. And I'm not sure he realises it yet. He's part of the Mercedes driver group. Russell seems to have leapfrogged him in the pecking order for the next Mercedes seat. I think Ocon needs to wake up, really take that challenge, really grab the bulls by the horn, take it to Fernando Alonso, the matador, and just go for it. Ben, how can Ocon beat Alonso? What's he got to do? I mean, that is a tough ask at the best of times. He's actually got that experience now where he should know what he should do. And he should know exactly how to get the best performance out of this car. I just don't see him making any steps forward. I think it's a very, very tough task for anyone to race alongside Alonso. But Ocon really needs to just realise 
this is it. I have to seize this moment. If I don't seize this moment, I could find myself without a seat, without a drive very quickly because there's a lot of talent in F1 at the moment. There's a lot of people vying for seats, which are currently occupied, but only for the short term. And I get how Alpine wants to have a, a French driver in there, but Gasly is pushing. And if he's not careful, I do feel that Gasly could actually overtake Ocon in Alpine's mind as well. He's got a lot to do, but we all know he's got the talent. We all know he's a fantastic driver on his day. He can put some serious laps together, have some serious race pace. We just need to see it more consistently from him. And especially at this moment when Alonso's just getting back into the sport and he's not hit the ground running, Ocon needs to take advantage of that and score some really good points so that Alonso has to come back and fight him. Alonso in this three-week gap did an interview where he already spoke about identifying the mistakes that he's made during testing and during the first race weekend including overshooting his marks at the pit stop. An outspoken analysis he's prepared to make of his own driving style, which will lead to improvements, which we need to see from Ocon. Looking at Aston Martin in this debate, Ben, Lawrence Stroll wants Aston Martin cemented 9th and 10th. At the very least, how are they going to ensure that they do cement it and then look further up the grid? I think they need to give Vessel a lot more time than he's had. I know he's a quality driver and he's a previous world champion, but at the same time, he just doesn't quite look comfortable in that car yet. And I think it is a different driving style he needs to adopt to get the best out of that car. He will work his socks off to make sure he gets there. At this point, Lance, I know he's a young driver, but he's going to have to take up the burden of that responsibility to push that ninth spot. I just see Stroll as the strongest driver at this point in time. And I reckon that's Aston Martin's best chance to push the other teams around them and perhaps go a bit funky with their strategy. That's what we loved about Racing Point. So hopefully Aston Martin can adopt the same sort of approach to a race weekend because that's what we love to see. Stroll and Perez coming through the field last year. Let's see if Vettel and Stroll can do it this year. Their funky strategies were brilliant. Hopefully will still be brilliant, but they depend on qualifying. Stroll is fairly consistent in his qualifying pace. Vettel struggled noticeably with Ferrari last year. Both of them, or at least one of them, need to be outperforming the car on a Saturday to really get those results. And as you say, look for seventh, look for sixth, steal it from these other teams that we think are slightly above them in the pecking order at the moment. I agree with you, Vettel needs a bit longer in the car. I'm not sure how much verve I see of him on track, though, sometimes. That first lap last week, I hinted at in the review, I started to see glimmers of it again. And when he's really got the bit between his teeth, he's fantastic. I just hope that that glimmer turns into a shining passion for racing again. And if he does that, I think we will see him pushing up the grid throughout the season. Which leaves us with Alpha Tauri, who I personally think are still competitive for those ninth and 10th spots. The gap between those drivers, despite it only being Sonoda's second race, already seems quite short. Who do you think is going to take the momentum into this race weekend? Sonoda's definitely got the momentum this time. Just because last race weekend, he got all his nerves out of the way. That was his first race. He got through it and he did well. Gasly, he's on the back foot because he didn't finish the race. There's no substitute for racing. You have to be on the racetrack and you have to race laps against other cars to get back into the swing of things. And Gasly has missed out on that. Where Sonoda's come through and he had a great weekend. He's the one that's got the momentum going forward and can take this into the weekend. And we've touched on it a bit before. It's a track that suits a high-rate car, so we're looking at Red Bull perhaps having the advantage of Mercedes. Same with the AlphaTauri. They could really be challenging perhaps even the 8th and 7th spots that we touched on before if certain strategies go their way or perhaps a, a handy safety car comes out for them. I reckon it's going to come down to AlphaTauri, making sure that there's not a repeat of the same issues that they had at Bahrain. And hopefully that is going to set them up the whole year. So from AlphaTauri, George, to Alfa Romeo. 
Do you reckon there's going to be a celebration going on in the Italian side of the garage? For Alfa Romeo, strategy is king this race weekend if they want to be getting points. Giovinazzi, home Grand Prix. Last year, he started last, came home in 10. Brilliant race weekend. I feel like he gave something to the Italian fans. Similarly to Ocon, Giovinazzi is fighting for his long-term F1 future this season. Mick Schumacher has come into the sport as part of the Ferrari Academy. Giovinazzi needs to tell Ferrari why he is still next in the queue. Unlike Ocon, though, I do see that passion in him. And Kimi Raikkonen and him do race very competitively and do qualify very competitively. Giovinazzi just needs to make it not so much a competition and just one-way traffic. Me, 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 screaming for Ferrari to get him as soon as possible into a seat. He's going to be buoyed by the fans. I'm not sure we'll necessarily see him in ninth or 10th, but there's strategy in play. There's incidents to be had. He's got to be there. And Kimi Raikkonen's capable of delivering a solid 11th or 12th at the moment and has been for the last few seasons. I'm going to push you, Ben, for a prediction. But rather than starting at the front of the grid, I want to stay on this topic. Who's finishing 9th and 10th? Oh, you're throwing me off by this change of order. I reckon Sonoda's going to get 10th, and I'm going to back Alonso. I backed him the first race weekend, and it didn't work out for me. But I'm going to back him this race weekend to get 9th. How do you see that playing out for you? I think Gasly's going to come back strong. He's going to remember why he had a really good season last year. Maybe Sonoda will make his first mistake. I'm not saying he will. I'm saying he could, Ben. I'm saying he could. In 10, I think Stroll might have another strong race weekend. I was impressed by Stroll last week. I don't often say that. I'm often, as a whole package, comfortable with Stroll in the car, but I actually think I was impressed by him, so I'm going to give Stroll 10. The vibe I'm getting from you, George, is Stroll seems to be that extra chicken nugget that you get from your McDonald's meal sometimes. Hmm, you realise he's not actually too bad. Actually, he's quite. I'm quite surprised and I'm quite impressed. Is that what you're going for? Yeah, a vegan nugget for me, please, Ben. But nonetheless, I think you've managed to hit a nice metaphor for Stroll. Looking at the front of the grid now, Ben, hopefully you're a bit more prepared with an answer this time. I want your pole qualifier and I want your top five. I'm a bit more prepared for this question, George, don't you worry. I reckon Verstappen's going to have the edge in qualifying just because it is a more of a high-rate dominant track. I just feel Hamilton's going to sneak in and win the race, though, because the track has a lot of meaning for him with Senna. There's something about Hamilton in that Mercedes at the moment which is just unbeatable. It's Hamilton, then Verstappen, then in third... Harris's first podium for Red Bull. That's how I see that playing out. Followed by Bottas. And then Norris sneaking in as the best of the McLarens and the Ferraris. Would you agree with me on that, George? Have I got what you've got down? Or have we actually got some differing point of views? Yes, a bit different. I see Lewis being able to throw one of those incredible Q3 times down and sneaking pole. However, in the race, I think Verstappen's going to get a win. Perez is going to get P2. Then I see Lewis on the third rung of the podium, followed by Bottas. And then for the fifth place, I'm going to back Ricardo. Got a podium last year. I don't think he's too far behind Norris. I think he's going to do it on the track, which reflects very heavily my fantasy Formula One changes for this race weekend. We get three free transfers each race. Quite generous, but it allows us to build up that budget. And hopefully by the end of the season, we're going to have crazy teams, Ben. What changes have you done to your fantasy team? And what lessons have you learned from last race weekend? Never write off Sonoda. He's going to do well this season. And I learned that Sainz is probably going to struggle at the beginning. I also learned that I lost 0.1 million without really knowing how. Hamilton's lost value. How has Hamilton lost value? He won, George. He won. What I've done is I've replaced Sainz and Stroll with Sonoda and Leclerc. Because I do feel 
look like it's going to have that edge, which I didn't really appreciate last time. And I think that's the way he's going to play out and he's going to get me more points. And his value has also increased Leclerc. And I was like, I need to get some drivers with some good increase in value to match Lewis Hamilton's drop in value. So that's how I've played it out anyway. I was caught with a very similar debate to you. Where you've gone for Leclerc, Ben, I've fallen on the other side of the fence and I've gone for Perez. Both similar-ish in value. I just feel that Perez is going to get a slightly better race weekend result. I dropped Fernando Alonso, freed up some more value and managed to get Perez. You would say the Red Bulls are more likely to outcompete the Ferraris over the race weekend. So I've drawn a triple Red Bull threat. Verstappen, Perez and Red Bull as my constructor nestled into the mix. Danny Ricciardo has been sold. I still think he's a really good driver. I still back him for fifth in my race prediction. But I think that the points delta between him and Norris is absurd and will even out very quickly. So I've gone for Norris. I want to ride that Norris high increase in value. I've kept with Sonoda and Russell. I think Sonoda's value is exceptional and should be able to sneak good points over the weekend. And Russell seems like a solid 10-point race weekend. He's going to out-qualify his teammate. The easiest 6.2 million you're going to spend in a fantasy team. The turbo driver debate is where I also had a bit of a stress. Perez or Norris? So close, Ben. But I've gone with Perez. This weekend, I'm all in on Red Bull to really try and close the gap on you in the table. How does your full team shape up? Who are you turbo driving? I just want to say if Red Bull are listening, and that's why you're mentioning him so much... He's got a Mercedes hat nestled away at the back of there. He's not fully behind you before you get carried away with that sort of prediction. Um, and I really hope Red Bull don't have any issues, George, because that would be, oh, that would be bad for you, wouldn't it? I also had a similar debate about the turbo driver, George. Like you, I'm going to ride that Lando high until it brings me all the points of values I need for this season. And I backed him again to be my turbo driver after an excellent race weekend in Bahrain. Come on, Lando, you're my guy. And if you're not already... We want you guys to be involved in our Fantasy League too. So make sure you check us out at F1 Into the Barrier on all social media platforms where you'll be able to find the details for that league and much more. That's it for this podcast. Join us for our next episode where we'll be looking into all the talking points from the Imola race weekend. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be praying for a Honda malfunction so that when we discuss who comes out on top in the Fantasy League, it will be me. (laughs) 